You are listening to GLJ Specials, a podcast by the German Law Journal. Here, we talk to our authors and deep dive into selected articles and special issues, all of which you can find at germanlawjournal.com. In our third episode, I'm very pleased to welcome Boris Burkhardt. He's a visiting professor for criminal law, criminal procedure, and legal philosophy. And Leonie Steiner, who's a senior researcher and lecturer in criminal law, both at Humboldt University in Berlin. Today, we are talking about the special issue they put together for the German Law Journal, entitled Sexual Violence and Criminal Justice in the 21st Century. Welcome to GLJ Specials. What motivated you to uh, do a special issue on sexual violence and criminal justice? I think we've both been working on sexual violence and criminal justice for a couple of years now. And me personally, I think I've been interested in this as a student and then later as a scholar who was particularly interested in criminal law on the one hand, but also feminist legal theory. So then, of course, sexualized violence is a central topic in these areas. And initially, I mostly worked on it from a legal policy perspective. So as part of the German Women's Lawyers Association, which lobbied for a reform of the German criminal code and its laws on rape and sexual violence in order to ensure that it's actually in line with international human rights standards. And um, this reform was really important, which happened in 2016, because it ensured a better protection of sexual autonomy in the German criminal law. And then Boris and me together started working on an article on the new offense, which was also created back then, on sexual harassment. And we found this really interesting and really thought there were a lot of open, important questions which were unaddressed um, at this point, and um, which didn't only concern criminal law dogmatic, but also were really relevant from a sociopolitical perspective and from a gender perspective. And so we realized this is just one topic and there were a lot of other topics that we also wanted to work on. And I think Boris had the idea of applying for a special issue with the GLJ. Yeah, that's right. I, I just felt that there were so many interesting debates going on on so many different uh, levels uh, with regard to sexual autonomy and its protection through criminal law. Um, in many legal systems, the law on sexual violence has been reformed within the last um, decade uh, in order to better reflect our changed understanding of sexual autonomy and what a violation of sexual autonomy is. And uh, we can um, perceive the shift from a criminal law that is primarily interested in protecting a collective idea of decency, moral decency, to um, uh, a criminal law that intends to protect individual sexual autonomy. And on a societal uh, level, as uh, Leonie already mentioned, um, there was Me Too and uh, similar social media-driven movements shaping our consciousness of how pervasive um, uh, sexual violence really is and um, how insufficient maybe also the legal answers to these problems are. And then uh, in a number of states, uh, you had massive public outcry um, over egregious sex crimes and the perceived lack of adequate uh, responses of the criminal justice system, for example, in Spain and India. Then you had uh, debates and calls for criminalization of newer phenomena, 
like upskirting, for example, or revenge porn, catcalling that uh, also um, address questions of uh, the limits of um, criminal justice. Then we have on an international level, um, the Istanbul Convention um, of the Council of Europe on preventing and combating violence against women and domestic violence, which raises questions of um, possible state obligations to adapt their criminal law um, to international obligations stemming from the convention. And from our view, all these debates uh, weren't really reflected uh, in academic discussions, at least not in the contributions of German criminal legal scholars at the time. You put together, though, um, contributions not just on the German debate, but you've included um, contributions on Sweden, on India, on the international debate on Spain, um, how did you select those contributions? We, we try to narrow down all the interesting issues to broader overarching questions that could structure our um, special issue. And in my recollection, we um, agreed rather quickly on three sections um, uh, that seemed absolutely key to us. And um, I think what was also really important to us was to, since we're both criminal law scholars, um, of course, we have this focus on criminal law, but we definitely didn't want to limit the special issue to criminal law. So we were looking for constitutional law perspectives, human rights law perspectives, international law, but of course, then outside uh, legal um, academia, also sociology, sexology, and so on, which are really important. And then legal gender studies, feminist legal theory, and not just academia, but also practitioners and activists. So to include all of these voices. And the first section of our special issue is called sexual autonomy and the consent paradigm, which I think is the well, some of the most fundamental questions in this uh, issue. And um, they sound pretty straightforward. So sexual autonomy seems like a concept um, which everyone kind of understands, or at least we know, you know, rape is a violation of sexual autonomy. But then when you start to think about it, you realize it's um, actually quite um, intricate. And for instance, um, what is rape by deception? Is that then also a violation of sexual autonomy or under which circumstances? Or rape in a video game, for instance? Or what about things like catcalling and verbal sexual harassment, sexualized hate speech, upskirting, revenge porn, all of these different forms. Do these um, behaviors also constitute violations of the right to sexual autonomy? And also the consent paradigm is not as easy as it seems. We already see, you know, we have approaches like no means no, like in Germany, but then in Sweden, for instance, we have yes means yes, which is a different form of consent or a different understanding of this. So that's what we're looking at in the first section. So um, then there's the second section on sexual violence and the limits of uh, criminal justice. And for this section, we, we were looking for contributions that address the problem of how a gender sensitive concept of sexual autonomy and uh, the consent paradigm fits can be translated into criminal law without losing sight of um, central uh, liberal ideas of a limited role of uh, criminal law, that criminal law isn't always the proper answer to address uh, wrongdoings and that it should be limited to very central and maybe graver violations um, of uh, fundamental individual rights. So basically the idea for this section was even if we do understand uh, that a certain act violates sexual autonomy of another person, what are the limits of addressing this violation by means of criminal law? 
And then the third uh, key issue that seemed indispensable for uh, us for the special issue was the influence of social movements, because this is really uh, one characteristic um, of the legal debates uh, around sexual violence uh, in the last years, how far it transcended the uh, institutionalized political sphere or uh, legal sphere, these debates and how massive the, uh, the influence of um, societal movements was. And there we're looking at things like the Me Too movement, of course, but also in specific countries like India and Spain, where there were individual really drastic cases of sexual violence, which sparked large scale protests, which then led to reforms. And we're also looking at Germany in this instance, which, you know, we've had for a really long time women's rights groups and also some scholars pushing for law reform with regard to sexual violence. But then only with the events of the infamous New Year's Eve in Cologne did conservative actors, um, by using also some racist narratives in a very problematic way, jump on the bandwagon. And only in this case did we then actually come to this reform of sexual violence laws in Germany. So that's what we're looking at in this section. Yeah, and I mean, the fourth section is maybe less obvious, uh, but rather um, a result of our maybe more personal research interests, because uh, both Leonie and I have been working in the field of international criminal justice for years now. So the fourth, the fourth section is dedicated to international criminal law, um, sexual violence in international criminal law. But of course, there are also more objective reasons to integrate um, this area as well into the special issue as there have been very interesting and relevant um, uh, developments uh, within the International Criminal Court, um, uh, which has become over the years much more sensitive to the gendered questions of um, prosecuting um, sexual criminal violence, um, and as well uh, within the uh, German judiciary and, and pr uh, prosecuting international crimes. So uh, we have also two uh, contributions uh, that uh, center around these uh, questions. The special issue really opens a big panorama on the uh, on the topic. Um, nonetheless, can you tease out any sort of may, maybe main findings or central motifs that you think um, sort of crosscut um, all these all these contributions? I guess one key issue that came up in almost every contribution and is definitely one uh, issue that we are both uh, still struggling with is uh, um, the proper role of um, criminal law um, in the protection of sexual autonomy. Can the repressive grammar of criminal law have emancipatory um, effects, um, uh, uh, not only punish individual perpetrators, but also kind of change, break up power asymmetries um, with regard to um, uh, uh, yeah, broader societal um, relations. Um, this is uh, something that um, uh, yeah we, we we are still um, grappling with, and uh, I think uh, one one central learning of the contributions we received um, uh, for this uh, uh, the special issue was that um, 
much depends on the larger conditions within um, in which the, the criminal justice uh, legal system operates. Um, what are the sanctions uh, that are imposed? Uh, how independent or how racialized is the judiciary? Um, what are the, um, how strong are the procedural safeguards for the, the accused? Um, so this is one thing I would mention with regard to the, um, yeah, the, the, uh, um, the results uh, that we're taking from the special issue. Mm. And I would also add that there's actually still a lot of space for scholarly um, engagement or discussion from different legal systems. I think especially in Germany, discussion is very much happening only in Germany on like German sexual violence laws and so on, and not so much informed by, for instance, even other European countries. And um, I think it, that was really interesting to us to have all of these different contributions and we're trying for that. And um, I think for one issue that we both of us found particularly interesting are also now working on another project, for instance, is the non-physical dimension of sexual violence. So looking at these phenomena like image-based sexual abuse or verbal sexual harassment and so on, and see under which circumstances do these behaviors constitute violations of the right to sexual autonomy, and when is criminal law the right response to these violations? So I think that's something that we found particularly interesting. About you, who would play you in a movie? Well, it has to be an actor with uh, strong, thick, dark hair. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Stanley Tucci wouldn't be a bad choice, I guess. He uh, he encompasses humor, but uh, also goes for serious roles. So, Stanley Tucci, I can work with that. About you, what would you have become if you hadn't gone into academia? I would have worked for an NGO because uh, that's what I did before. And I also really like, and I think it's quite, it's similar to academia in some ways, the work you do. Um, but I choose academia because there you can choose your own topics and your own opinions, of course. And um, so I think it's even cooler, but the NGO um, world is also really interesting. And I think especially coming from international criminal law. Thank you very much for being a guest on GLJ Specials, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing more about the individual contributions from this special issue. This was a podcast by the German Law Journal. My name is Nora Markart, and I'm an editor of the German Law Journal. Find us at germanlawjournal.com and tell us what you think on Twitter or on Facebook. Thank you for listening.